0: And he sat there and lied to them about his death. He told everyone this, that Mr. Hubbard willingly, he willingly discarded his alive and well body because he had reached such a high spiritual state that he no longer had any need for it and that he was now living outside of his body, but continuing his work and his research. Hi, and welcome to One Little Candle, a place where genuine believers are encouraged, empowered, and inspired to be the light that God calls us to be by contending for the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his people so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. And in case you're thinking that you can't make a difference in your own little corner of the world... Yes, you can, because all it takes is one little candle. I'm your host, Rebecca Bershwinger. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. Well, hello, and how are you today? Thank you so much for stopping by. Um, Happy New Year. Today is New Year's Eve as I begin to record this, so... I pray that uh, you all have a happy, healthy, safe new year. Um, Out with the old and in with the new, right? And of course, there's parts of me that are glad to be out with the old, (laughs) but I'm honestly not too sure what the new is going to (laughs) bring as far as this world goes. But um, as far as um, God's kingdom goes, I'm looking forward to a lot. And hopefully, God willing, being able to accomplish a lot in his name. So I want to talk about something today. And I've had this on the back burner for a while. Actually, I had written about it back in the day when I had a blog. And I've been intending to also do a podcast episode with it. But again, like I said, it's been sitting on the back burner Maybe the time wasn't right, but I just, I really feel that the time is right because this has been on my mind a lot this past uh, week or so. And yeah, it's just, it's, I'm thinking about it a lot. And what got me thinking about it again is actually news of the death of actress Kirstie Alley at the age of 71 from uh, colorectal cancer. Very sad news to hear. So, of course, thoughts and prayers to Kirstie's family. She has two children that she left behind um, and several, obviously, friends and and loved ones. But it's always sad news to hear when someone passes. But I, in particular, was not a, you know, follower of Kirstie Alley or a fan, whatever you want to call it. Um, I never thought much about her either way. You know, back in the day, we used to love to watch Cheers, and so I'm familiar with her. I am familiar with her from some of her work, and also familiar with her religion. So Kirstie Alley, along with several other celebrities, was a Scientologist, and from what I have read, a devout Scientologist. And so that's what this episode is going to be about. I want to talk about Scientology because it is still alive and well, and believe it or not, in your town, probably there's a branch in my small hometown. So um, I just, I want to talk about it because it was, it really saddened me to think of her passing because as far as I know, she did not have a relationship with the God of the Bible. She did not know Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. According to family, she was a devout Scientologist right to the end. Now, maybe, hopefully, right, something maybe took place between Kirstie and the Lord where she repented and she she did believe upon the name of Jesus Christ. I, I don't know. I hope so. It, it doesn't seem that way. So I'm going to assume that she didn't. So it's very sad to think about what her eternal future holds. And so I think about that and I think about this cult of Scientology and the people that it has sucked in, famous and unknown people alike. And I had watched a series on A&E. It was called Scientology and the Aftermath. And it was a documentary series on Scientology. Leah Remini is an actress. If you're not familiar with her, she's best known, I'd say, for her role as Carrie Heffernan on King of Queens. And so she was one of the celebrities that was very much into Scientology. She, by the grace of God, came out of it. And she is speaking out against it. She's working very hard along with another man who was also a Scientologist High up in the organization, so she and other um, high-level former Scientology executives and church members, they talk about their their accounts. Families of people who are involved in Scientology have, you know, come on this series and spoken out about things. and And I watched it and I learned so much. Um, I cried for people as I watched it and I spent a lot of time in prayer. And so. Watching that series moved me to investigate a little more about Scientology on my own, but most of what um, I do have here to talk about in the podcast did come from what I learned through the series Scientology and the aftermath. It's it's very sad, and it is responsible. I mean, obviously, people are responsible personally for the decisions they make, but this is also responsible for um, dragging people into the pit of hell. I think it's especially known through high-profile celebrities who happen to be Scientologists. Among them are Tom Cruise. He's a huge outspoken advocate for Scientology. Notable Scientologists, besides Tom Cruise and Kirstie Alley, another one would be John Travolta, Um, And actually his wife, Callie Preston, died a couple years ago as well, Um, I think from breast cancer. And she, as far as I can tell, went to her death as a devout Scientologist as well. Um, There's a lot of celebrity names out there, uh, people who belong to Scientology. But obviously there's plenty of non-celebrity people as well who have been brainwashed by this, this cult. So I want to talk a little bit about it, educate you about it, because, hey, you know, you just never know who you're going to run across in your life that may be involved in Scientology or thinking about it. Um, But it's really, I just think it's really important that as Christians, we are educated about those things that work against God's kingdom. And this is very much one of those Uh, organizations that does so. Now they call themselves a church, the church of Scientology. I will not dignify that by using the word church. You will not hear me referring to it throughout this podcast as a church. Sorry, because really it's a demonic entity is what it is. So Scientology has been in existence for over 60 years Practicing under the guise of religion. And again, like I said, using the word church, but it is destroying countless lives. But it seems as though it's pretty much unnoticed by the world, um, much of the world, the damage that Scientology is in fact inflicting upon um, those who fall prey to it. So Scientology was founded by a man. His name was L. Ron Hubbard. And he founded it in 1954. And as I said, this organization, it's anything but a church. Because think about a true church. The church, okay, that is reserved for Christ followers only. And these are in no way, shape, or form Christ followers. So, again, not going to refer to it as a church. Um, Scientology, is in actuality a cult and it's managed to suck in tens to hundreds of thousands of people. I guess, according to this documentary that I had watched, Scientologists falsely claim that their numbers are in the millions, but I guess it's, it is still, it's not millions, but it is hundreds of thousands, which is disturbing enough. I don't care if it was 20 people, it's <laughs> it's disturbing and it and is wrong. It's destroying. Lives, um, but yeah, it has sucked people from all walks of life into its web of lies and hypocrisy. I've always known Scientology to be a cult, but I never knew a lot of the details about it until this series. So, if you do get a chance to watch it, again, I watched it on A and E. I think it was streaming through Hulu at the time. See if you can get a hold of it and watch it. It is very interesting. It's very informative. And very sad in many ways as well. But again, I think I think it's important that we educate ourselves on these things because you just never know whose lives and someone that we know or love it, it could affect. But so yeah, I didn't have any idea as to its the extent of its devious practices, its its abuses. And I have to tell you, Leah Remini and um the guy that works with oh Mike Rinder is his name. They are very courageous because they go after you if you expose them and it's not pretty so they are living under threat in order to expose what's going on so you have you know kudos to them for what they're doing but on this series prior members or victims of this menacing cult and a lot of others who unwittingly became entangled with Scientology you'll you'll hear from them in this in this series But according to Leah Remini and Mike Rinder and countless others who managed to escape from the snares of Scientology, they say that it is a dangerous, wealthy organization that's built on a foundation of lies and hypocrisy. And not only has it been bilking people out of hundreds of thousands of dollars, oh yeah, very money-driven. It's, as I said earlier, it's destroying lives and families in the process Um, they talk about instances of physical abuse, sexual abuse, imprisonment, intimidation, coercion, and brainwashing, just to mention a few of the things. So again, you'll, you'll hear a lot of alarming information that they share, but you know, how, how is it one has to ask themselves, right? One must ask, how is it that innocent people become involved in something as sinister as Scientology. Of course, we know the the first most direct answer is they obviously do not know the word of God. They do not know who the one true God is, and they have not surrendered their lives to him. So that's, that's how, first of all, they manage to catch people. But what is Scientology's appeal? Why do people, because some of the beliefs are just outrageous, And you think to yourself, really, how can people actually believe this? So as with any cult of which Scientology is, it, of course, underhandedly presents itself, right? Very, very sneaky, very, very deceitful. And what it does is it touts a keen interest in saving the planet. Okay, that's, that's the big thing here, saving the planet. So yeah, they, they suck people in by making them think that they're going to play an important role in the salvation of our planet. And actually, if you think about it, what that is doing is appealing to the pride of man, right? Man's downfall pride, because what it does is it it makes those that are in need of a savior actually think that they themselves are saviors because man wants to be like God or be God Adam and Eve in the garden, right? Wanted to know what God knew. (laughs) And it's repeatedly played itself out through history ever since. So Scientology, it makes people think that they're saviors. They're saviors of the planet. It speaks to those who are looking to do good or maybe achieve something really important in their lives, right? Right. It opens its arms to those who may be struggling or looking just to belong. It tells people what their itching ears want to hear. And it's very, very good at that. In all of this, they do through false advertising. Um, They're quite ingenious in the video production and advertising arena. Very good at what they do. And what they do is they bombard prospective they would call them members. I call them victims because that's truly what they are. They bombard prospective victims with well-crafted propaganda films. And these films, they speak to man's desire for control. They speak to man's desire for perfection. And they just weave, carefully weave lies and hypocrisy, um, cunningly crafted and repackaged to look like truth and sincerity and people buy into it because they don't know real truth. Again, they don't know God's word. They don't have a relationship with the one who is truth. Who's the author of all truth. So I had mentioned celebrities before, and that is actually another avenue of propaganda and false advertising through the celebrity world. In Scientology, celebrities are often sought out as members of the cult, okay? They're given special treatment, according to uh, Leah Remini and others. They're given special treatment, and they're obviously they're the perfect choice for the face of Scientology. Look at Tom Cruise and all the fans he has in the, the practical hero worship of Tom Cruise and, and John Travolta and celebrities that are well-known Um, people are so foolish and actually downright stupid. They're like sheep. They follow celebrities as though they're gods and that they can do no wrong. So yeah, celebrities are perfect advertisement for Scientology. Not only that, the rich and famous are a great source of money, right? So yeah, they, they get in the people who others blindly worship and emulate, and the people that have the money. Because, hey, if Tom Cruise is in it, it, it must be okay, right? It must be okay. Like somehow, just because they're celebrities, they're much smarter and better than the so-called average person. No, they just act for a living and they make a lot of money at it. That's pretty much the only difference. They don't have any more wise outlook on life, actually, the celebrity world, 99% of it um has a very terrible ignorant um false outlook on on life they're um too caught up in worldly things in the world living the opposite of god putting out entertainment that is very dishonoring to god um that's what they do for a living so yeah they don't have any you know i get a kick, kick out of people who listen to the view and somehow think that Joy and Whoopi and all these women up there somehow have this wisdom. And when I hear them talk, I think to myself, are you kidding me? Foolish, foolish things that come out of their mouths. But anyway, different episode, as I like to say, right? So Scientology is a religion that falsely claims that truth... Okay, here's a shocker, right? It claims that truth is whatever one believes to be true. Well, that's, that's our world thinking right there. And we see... Where that, what chaos and what mess that has gotten us into. Just look at the transgender craze, right? Same-sex marriage. Uh, gender's fluid. You can A boy can become a girl and a girl can become a boy. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you embrace that ideology. That truth is whatever one believes to be true. Truth is relative. There's no absolute truth. The Bible can't be absolute truth because there is no absolute truth. Um What it's saying is that certain things may appear true to you, but not true to me. So can't be truth. Um, If I don't believe it, then it's not true for me. But with that thinking, okay, I don't know where I heard this, but I love this because it's so true. (laughs) With that thinking... If I were to say, well, gravity might work for you, but you know what? doesn't work for me. And then I proceed to jump off a building. Guess what's going to happen? Splat on the pavement, right? <laughs> so the claim that truth... Okay, a little bit of apologetics here we're going to do. Okay, little apologetics. The claim that truth is relative... In other words, certain things may appear true to you, but not they're not true to me. You believe what you believe, I'll believe what I'll believe is truth. So the claim that truth is relative is a self-refuting claim. In other words, in saying that all truth is relative, when we say this, we are claiming an absolute truth. Okay, now they say there's no absolute truth, but when you say truth is relative, that's claiming an absolute truth. Truly believing truth is relative. But if all truth is relative, even that statement is relative as well. And it cannot be true all the time. Are you with me on this? Do do you see how people don't even understand or realize what they're saying (laughs) when they say these things and they think they're so wise and right when when they make these claims that truth is relative? If they don't believe in absolute truth, they're claiming an absolute truth and saying that truth is relative. This kind of um, thought process, belief, is another avenue to darkness and destruction and ruin through the likes of something like Scientology. As the saying goes, you've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. So that answers the question I had asked in the beginning. How can people believe, buy into such crazy thinking? And I'll talk a little bit more about how crazy that thinking is, but that's your answer. Okay. That's your, that's your answer. Um, truth is relative for them. And you're just walking into darkness when you, when you live, when you set aside absolute truth of God, you're, you're in darkness and you will, if you can't stand for absolute truth, God's word, you will fall for anything. Thankfully though, those of us who know Christ. We cannot and we will not fall for Scientology's lies or any false religion's lies, right? My, my my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, my fellow candles, we do not walk in darkness. Praise God. We have the truth of Christ, which is light. We're candles, right? We're lights in the world, as God tells us. So we can't be in darkness because light. The light of God's truth is emanating from us, dispelling the darkness as we approach it, we walk through it. And that's why a world that loves darkness hates us so much. But, um, first Corinthians 319 says this for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. The world thinks they're wise. Scientology thinks it's wise, but it's really foolishness. John eight twelve, we have Jesus speaking. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And Proverbs fourteen twelve warns us. There's a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. So sadly, there are people that are choosing the way of death when they believe these things. They embrace these things. So what Scientology does, well, it's a false religion. It asserts that man is the answer to the world's problems, okay? Man's the answer to the world's problems when in fact, we know man is the problem of the world. Mankind is the world's problem. Yes, God's given man the ability to accomplish so many things. Look at the technology. Look at where we are in this day and age. 50 years ago, if we were to, to know the things that we know now that we're able to do technologically, we probably wouldn't believe it. <laughs> it, would, it would be so mind-blowing. and stuff that we take for granted as part of our everyday lives now because we're conditioned that way. But God, the only reason we can do what we can do is because of God. He's given us the ability. He's been gracious enough to share just a teeny tiny portion of his unsurpassed and infinite knowledge, right? I heard someone once say that of all the knowledge in the world to be known, man, man maybe knows about 10%. So the other 90% is unknown to us, but known to God. So yes, God has helped his created people achieve a lot on this planet he's created. But here's the problem. The problem is this. Man, unrightfully takes credit for all these accomplishments. Man gives himself the glory instead of the glory that is rightfully God's. And as God says, I will share my glory with no one. But when man takes all this credit, He gives himself the glory. It leads him to believe he is his own God. Back in the garden, the fall of man, Adam and Eve, right? They wanted to know what God knew. They wanted to be like God or be God. And the rest is history, as the saying goes, and all creation was plunged into sin. So yes, uh, dangerous thinking when we believe that we are our own God. And that all the answers lie within ourselves. And that's what Scientology does, in fact, teach, that the answers lie within yourself. And they're, they're of course, going to give you those answers, right? Help you to find those answers. So when we embrace these beliefs, it makes it a lot easier to be susceptible to the lies of something as evil as Scientology. I think as parents, we assume that kids are going to just know the right way to do things. You have to train them by teaching them to do it over and over again until they actually get it. This is Yvette Hampton, host of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Join us each week for a new episode as we offer encouragement and resources on biblical discipleship from popular speakers and authors, as well as parents just like you and me. Find out more at schoolhouserocked.com or listen anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Another thing this false religion of Scientology teaches is that man is basically good, but God says otherwise. Mark chapter seven, verses 21 through 23. Listen carefully to this. Okay. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery. Coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, <laughs> foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile the person. Again, Mark chapter seven, verses twenty one through twenty three. No, man is not basically good. He is wicked and he is depraved at birth. So yeah, the Bible the Bible tells us okay, right here, that without God, our hearts are always, uh, they're inclined toward evil. They just are. That is our nature, our sin nature. Our hearts are inclined toward evil and away from God. Unfortunately, man doesn't realize the state of his condition. Instead, what well, what we do is we compare ourselves to our fellow man, right? Other imperfect beings, other depraved sinners, we compare ourselves to them. Well, I didn't rob a bank. Well, I'm not a serial killer. I, you know, I didn't murder someone. Well, I haven't cheated on my wife. Well, um, you may not have done those things, actually maybe you did cheat on your wife. Maybe you saw another woman and you had lustful thoughts toward her, right? Maybe you committed adultery with her in your mind or your heart. You cheated on your wife. Maybe you view uh, pornographic movies. Guess what? You're cheating on your wife. Or maybe a woman does it. She's cheating on her husband. That's, that's a form of unfaithfulness. Okay. But anyway, we, we have to stop comparing ourselves to our fellow man. The bar is set a lot higher than that. We have to compare ourselves to Jesus Christ, the spotless one. We need to compare ourselves to him. That shows you where, you're, where we're at, the truth of where we're at. But we need to allow his light to expose our darkness. Again, John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. We need to put our complete trust in Christ and Christ alone. So Scientology often speaks of spiritual salvation. You know, there's the words, right? Spiritual salvation. And it claims that one can achieve this salvation through increasing one's spiritual awareness and through the, uh, the practice of Scientology, religious services, quote unquote, the salvation of man's soul rests in the atoning death and the resurrection of Christ. That's it. Christ was without sin. He was the spotless lamb who emptied himself on the cross so that those who chose to believe in him will have eternal life in heaven. John three sixteen, right? Our favorite for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Um, and so sadly, when I think of Kirsty Alley and her death and, and so many other people, not just her, Who have gone to their death. Believing in the lies of the world. It doesn't have to be Scientology. She happened to believe Scientology. What a horrible, horrible, eternal fate. Look. You and I know we are imperfect beings. We're sinners. We cannot in any way, shape, or form. Save ourselves. We can't. But when man seeks to set up godless religion like this scientology and seek his own salvation the only thing that he's going to do is wreak havoc chaos and destruction because evil at that point is reigning it rains scientology is comprised of nothing other than false doctrine the doctrine of demons First Timothy four one says the spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. So yeah, I think that describes them pretty well, right? Consciences have been seared. They're just hypocrites and liars. These um, founders of Scientology. But the heartbreaking and tearful testimonies of those whose lives and families have been ripped apart by Scientology's lies and deception, again, watch it if you can. It's really a stark lesson in the perils of attempting to form a church without Jesus Christ as the foundation, right? That's that's what you get. The one true church, as I said earlier, consists of true Christ followers, not L. Ron Hubbard followers. Let's talk about Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology. He no longer lives. Um, David Miscavige was L. Ron Hubbard's replacement as the head of the false religion cult of Scientology. He stood, this David Miscavige stood before Hubbard's followers three days after his death. Okay. Okay after Elron Hubbard's death and lied to them about his death. He told everyone this, that Mr. Hubbard willingly, he willingly discarded his alive and well body because he had reached such a high spiritual state that he no longer had any need for it and that he was now living outside of his body, but continuing his work, and his research. (laughs) Now, you want to know the real truth? Um, After years of L. Ron Hubbard lying about his past, creating a dangerous, money-hungry cult that has built thousands out of their life savings, torn apart families, separated young children from their parents, subjected his followers to physical and sexual abuse, imprisonment, slander, and brainwashing after doing all these things, L. Ron Hubbard died. Just like the rest of us, he died. God said, your appointed number of days are up, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. It is appointed every man wants to die and then face judgment. Hebrews 9, verse 27. And according to his death certificate, Mr. Hubbard's death certificate, he died of a stroke. But that crowd of people sitting there they were just in awe i saw the i saw the footage they were in awe and just clapping and applauding good for elron hubbard wow he achieved that highest state he could and he no longer needs his body he willingly discarded it and he's continuing his wise research <laughs> again If you don't believe in absolute truth, you're a sucker for anything. If you don't believe in God's absolute truth, should I say. So yes, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, founder of Scientology, like the rest of mankind, he had but one life to live here on this earth. He had an appointment with death. And this appointment, he didn't know the day or the hour until it came. He met his maker, just like the rest of us. Who will one day die as well? Mr. L. Ron Hubbard met his Maker and will be judged. Again, unless at the very last minute before his death he chose to repent of his grievous sins and put his trust in Christ, Mr. Hubbard has suffered the same horrific fate as those who choose not to put their faith in Christ. Not only will he have to answer for himself rejecting Christ, but let me tell you something he will have to answer for the scores of people he has deceived and led astray. Yes, I thoroughly believe that there are hotter places in hell for certain people. I do. So what can we do as followers of Christ? What can we do about the ongoing dishonest, destructive practices of something like Scientology? What, what can we do for starters? As I had said, we should all, we should learn all we can about the history and the ongoing practices of this sinister organization. Um, Watch the series if you can. Um, It's a good place to start because there's a wealth of substantiated information to be learned in this series. I think you need to listen to the heartbreaking stories of survivors and the the families of people who've been uh, separated because of Scientology. Um, We need to pray for God's healing in these people's hearts and their lives. We do. We need to pray for these people to come out of this darkness, for God to rescue them, for for them to have a repentant heart, to have their eyes opened to the truth, their hearts and their minds opened to God's truth. We don't need to sit there and judge these people. We don't need to sit there and call them idiots. Fools, they are fools right now. Um, we are all guilty of being fools at one time or another in our lives. The Bible talks about fools. They're fools are people who don't rely on the wisdom of Christ. They rely on their own wisdom and the wisdom of the world. As the Bible says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. Okay that that's that's a fool. So yes, they may be fools biblically, but we certainly don't need to um to to judge them, you know what I mean, in a harsh way. They need our love, they need our compassion, they need our prayers, and they need for us to speak truth. Because again, I'll say, you may have someone in your life that maybe they already are into Scientology or maybe they know someone who is, or maybe at some point because they know not God's truth, they will fall prey to the lies and deceits of Scientology. They will be, in fact, brainwashed. And pray for more truth to be exposed about this cult. Pray for God's protection for those who speak out against Scientology. They need our prayers. You know why? According to this series... Scientology and its after- and the aftermath, okay? There's a written policy of Scientology. And this written policy says that it's not to defend Scientology. First of all, they have no way to defend the lies. But the written policy isn't to defend it to anyone who speaks out against it, but instead to attack by any means possible. Just ask those who have come out about the spying, the slander, and the harassment um, that they've experienced in doing so, because they they have. And you know, social media and what we can do, social media, right? It's a powerful tool. Let's use that for good. Share through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, any articles or stories on abuses within the church. Share posts about that series um, or, or what you've learned after you yourself have watched it talk to people you know about it. Again, I can't say it enough. You never know. You just might be saving someone that you know and love for making a terrible mistake, who is going to die like Kirstie Alley or or, or Kelly Preston um, or countless others who have died. And you know, according to... <laughs> Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, this was a 2020 article in the Daily Beast, said, Hubbard said during a November 1956 lecture that cancer was caused by cells multiplying after coming to the realization that the body they're inhabiting is blocked from having children. It always requires a second dynamic or sexual upset, such as a loss of children or some other mechanism to bring about a condition known as cancer. He said that he combated the issue by convincing the cells that the subject could actually have children by mocking up babies, and this causing a considerable change in the cancer disease. Hubbard's 1950 book, Dianetics, The Modern Science of Mental Health, which is seen as a canonical text of Scientology, works on the basis that the majority of human ailments are psychosomatic, with his quote-unquote technology of counseling techniques highlighted as a cure for almost all diseases. So... And in 2018, this is an interesting note. In Scientology terms, Allie was reported in 2018 to be an OT. OT stands for Operating Thetan. Operating Thetan 8, which is the most operating Thetan or spiritual state of being. (laughs) Um, In 2015, on Howard Stern's show, Allie explains her then OT um, seven status by saying it means that you've gotten rid of all the things that would create aberrated behavior in you that you didn't want. It's an awareness level. It's an achievement. It says, while it's been asserted on social media, that Allie's level of spiritual being would make her immune to illness. There is no official text on the Scientology's website that supports such claims. So (laughs) again, they, they, they deny that. Um, but I've heard it a lot that that a lot of people have not gotten conventional medical treatment that belonged to Scientology in time because of what the church teaches. According to Kirstie's children, she did um, in fact get treatment, but it was, it was too little too late. I guess it was a very short time between diagnosis and um, they basically just found out about it from what I can tell between diagnosis and her death, but just so sad and tragic all the way around for, for Kirsty, for her family, for anyone caught up in this web of lies. It's, it truly is evil. So yeah, I, back to what I was saying, you know, you might be saving someone you know and love from making a terrible mistake if you educate them ahead of time. There are Scientology groups in your own backyard. I would suggest that you Google to see if there are any near you because come to find out there were actually two near me. I never knew that. So yeah, Educate yourselves. Always, always speak truth. Never be afraid to speak God's truth. Okay? Yeah, I know you're going to be maligned for it. Hey, (laughs) so wasn't Jesus. So, right? But rest assured, rest assured, God will have the final say, won't he? In his time. And as far as Leah Remini goes, I I really believe God is using her in a powerful way to expose the truth and to shed light on that darkness. It's no coincidence. I believe it's no coincidence that Leah Remini has been in the field of acting. She's achieved the celebrity status. um, And now she is able to have a a platform well-made to talk about this and expose it. It reminds me of the story of Queen Esther in the book of Esther, right? It may not have been anything about Leah Remini's career or her fame or celebrity status. He may have put her there and raised her up for such a time as this because she does. She has a powerful platform from which to speak that most of us, we don't have, you know, she's got a platform from which the lives of those she knows and loves as well as complete strangers can be saved from Scientology. And she's continuing that battle. She's been doing that battle for a while and she has taken a lot of heat because of it. She's lost friendships. Um, I think one of those friendships was actually Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley was, was pretty angry with her. But um, pray for, for her. Pray for Mike Rinder and all the others that have come out. Pray for them to have strength, courage, and protection to continue this battle against Scientology. Because God's on their side in this. Okay. I don't know if Leah Remini or Mike Rinder, I don't know if any of these people know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I don't know. I don't know if they're believers, but they are still fighting a battle against darkness. Um, God is using them. God has done that throughout the Bible. He's used unbelievers to bring him glory, to bring out truth, expose darkness, Um, pray for their salvation too, that through this, if they don't know Christ, they most certainly will come to know the truth, the one who is truth, that they will embrace that. So just one final thought on this, and that is this, the way to see something like Scientology. And again, there are other dangerous cults out there. There's Jehovah's Witnesses. The Mormon um, religion is, is a cult. You know, there are, there are plenty of them out there and lots more that I haven't even, I haven't mentioned But the way to see something like Scientology and other dangerous cults for what they are right off the cusp, right off the cusp, is to have God's word stored in our hearts. When we have God's word stored in our hearts, this is why we need to be in the word every day, every day. When we have God's word stored in our hearts, we can spot false and deceptive doctrines. When we view them through the lens of scripture the lens of truth, the truth of God's word. Now, are there those who aren't Christ followers who can see the lies of Scientology for what they are? Yeah, yeah, there are some, okay? There there are some who do not know Christ that can see the lies for what they are. But know this, if everyone were to have the truth of Christ stored in their hearts, everyone, false religions and dangerous cults like Scientology, wouldn't even exist. And if they didn't exist, I think our world would be a much better place. Okay. So that's pretty much it for that. Um, I don't know why it just, I've been thinking about Kirstie uh, again, wasn't like I was, I'm I'm not into celebrities and, and into that world. I don't know who half of them even are anymore. I just remember her from Cheers and I've seen her here and there, um, never thought either way of her, whether I liked or disliked her. She was just an actress, but for some reason she has been on my heart and, um, and thinking about John Travolta's wife, Kelly Preston, who, who, again, another Scientologist who died of cancer back in 2020, maybe it was very sad. And I just, I guess maybe that was God saying it's time to talk about this episode now talk about Scientology now. So I, I hope this, this helps you again. I would highly encourage you to try to view the series Scientology and the aftermath. It's excellent. Uphold these people in prayer, uphold the families, please, who have loved ones who have not been able to, because Scientology separates families. Um, if you have families that aren't not into Scientology and they're at all against it, They, they separate, they separate parents from children while they're there even. Um, but there's families who haven't seen their loved ones for a long time because they, they, they are shunned, you know? Um, and that's, that's a classic behavior of a, of a cult. You know, a lot of them, certain families have been unable to be with loved ones because the loved ones won't have anything to do with them because they don't believe in Scientology. So just a lot of awful brainwashing going on and it is Demonic. Those are doctrines of demons. So being that one little candle, I basically just kind of told you how you can do that. Um, watch the series if you can, but if you can't, if you don't want to, or if you don't have a, you know, a way to do it, certainly you can still educate yourself about it online. Um, you can just uphold them in prayer and speak truth. Always speak God's truth because you never know who's listening and whose life you might change. I have, two songs the first one is called song of truth and it's by mark shelton and jonathan malone as always it's on youtube i will leave the link in the podcast description and the other song is by one of my favorite groups casting crowns love you with the truth those are the songs um all right coming up i have a three-part episode coming up soon on the normalization of sexual immorality Part one will be coming up next time. And my guest, I have my special guest, Paige Cervantes with me, and we're going to discuss the progression of the normalization of sexual immorality and the desensitization that has happened in the process. You'd be surprised at the extent of desensitization, even for those of us who hold, adhere to the truths of God's word. But um, it's interesting to see and, and uh, talk about the progression of things and up to where we are now and even what lies ahead in the future just by going by the progression that we've witnessed over the years. So please join me for those episodes. I'm looking forward to, to sharing it with you most certainly. So that will be coming up. Um, also keep your eyes out. I am in the process of trying to finish up a couple children's books. I say books, use the term loosely that I have been working on writing. They are under review right now, but, um, they will, they will be digital. They will be available for free download. I, this is not about making money off of them, um, or anything like that. I want them accessible to all who want them and my first couple are books on gender, <laughs> sensitive subject, especially when you're trying to broach it with, with children. But I, I want resources for parents to be able to read with their children. And the one book is geared for around eight to 10 year olds. Um, it's about 15 pages. It doesn't have to be all read in one sitting. So far, the children that I have tested it with love it. And I also am working on another a gender book as well. For younger children, you know, right around probably the ages of like five through seven, right right around there, that age range. So I look forward to sharing them with you. Um, Benny's New Identity is the name of the uh, book for eight to 10 year olds. And then I haven't quite figured out the name uh, for the younger kids book, but it's it's all encouraging them to embrace how God has made them. And um, to bring them to the realization that that is something that is fixed. <laughs> it's permanent. It's not going anywhere. It's not changing. But again, also that kids can relate to it. I, I want, I really want parents to have this resource available to them for free download. So anyway, prayers for that as I finish that project up. I will let you know when it's ready and let you know where you can find the downloads. All right, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me. Be that one little candle. Please be that light in the dark. And Oh, hello. I keep forgetting what countries I've already said hello to where I I have listeners. But today I will say hello to how about um, Turkey, Algeria, and Brazil. Those of you out there, thank you so much for listening to me. Um, I love that I can sit here in my little spare room in my house, now my little podcast studio, and sit here at my desk and be heard around the world. It's it's amazing. Thank you so much, those of you in Turkey, Algeria, and Brazil. I really appreciate you listening. Send me a hello. Love to hear from people from different parts of the world. I, I do enjoy it. So send me a hello on my website or, or on Instagram or somewhere if you have the opportunity. Thank you so much. All right, my friends, until next time, you take care. God bless and happy new year.